an encouragement that Sister June prayed. Mm-hmm. Because I tell you what, our, our, it, it just kind of matched our, our scripture verse. Did you catch on verse 12? Yeah, find something negative in there. Find something negative about the word of God. When God sends his word out as to what? Now take a look at the environments where that word touches. Whew. Is anything left untouched? No. No. Can anything stop it? No. No, not at all. If uh, the history book, which we study with regularity called the Bible, has a very interesting uh, result of people who did try. It did not turn out well for them. Uh, my purpose today is to encourage us, is, is not to come out today with some great deep theological, you know, understanding, but there is a, but there is a, a plethora of encouragement for every area of our life. And if we would just simply have the desire to view things different, then our life changes directions yeah. as, as we see things different. So I'd like to start off here with uh, closed eyes and hearts cannot see God. Right. You know, the bottom line is you can either see the things in this world and only the things in this world, or you can see God in this world. But it's up to you to open your heart and your eyes. Now, as the caveat here, even though I may say something about you, I want you to understand we cannot do anything except through Christ Jesus. Okay, so let's let that be the general caveat. But see, when, when God has taken us and taken us and given us his word, to do his will, his way, in his world, he is giving us the confidence to stand in faith. Okay, so, so we understand where I'm coming from. Okay, when you see God in you, when you can see what God is looking at in you, then you can see the light from which you can walk with. Can you see the difference right there? So you, you, you can stand there and watch the results of what God did, or you, can, or you can just realize in you is everything that you need for life and godliness. See, but you have to be able to look in you to see what he is doing in you. Now, when you see this light, you can also watch the new creationist being built in you. See, you're not the same person you were. Yeah. See, so that it started somewhere, grew somehow to become who you are. And it's always done in the light. Yeah. Did you ever wonder why some of these false gods, if you will, or the sun god and all these other things? Because they figured out early, you know, you can't do anything without light. But they didn't have an understanding of who the real God is. Your heart will have a new language to speak out of. See, that light gives you a new language. You are bilingual. You can speak English, but you can also speak heaven. 
okay? Amen. There will be fruit in your life, so much fruit in your life, that you can feed others. Now, the only food that you can put in others that's nourishing, that is nourishing, is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. See, that is the only foundation of life there really is. Okay? You will not only feed others, but I want you to know this. You are not starting at the bottom. God, God does not take what he is recreating and saying, you're going back to dust. Yes. See, he is taking you to the point, he's saying, okay, now we can be mature in Christ Jesus. Yes. So in other words, what I'm saying is, I want you to look at yourself Look for this light. Look for this direction that's going to take you from mountaintop to mountaintop. Yes, right. From glory to glory. I want you to look for the vision that's going to say, where am I going to put my left foot next? And step off with confidence. Everything you were ever needed was given to you at Calvary. Period. All sins that separated you from God were settled. Satan was defeated, stripped naked, and made to parade like a slave and a loser that he is. Amen. All things work together for good. If it ain't good in your life, guess what? The story ain't over. See, a lot of us look at my present situation. Well, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. But you got to jump to the point and say, you know what? The story ain't over. That's right. Because, see, all things work together for good. Now, what's your middle name? All. What's your family heritage? All. What's your future? All. Now, because of this finished work, and only because of this finished work, you are qualified to wear the armor of God. Amen. See, if he didn't have any finished work, you'd have the same thing that everybody else have you can get shot in the front or shot in the back you can't do anything about it but when you're wearing the armor of god you can hold up the shield of faith and what can you what can you stop from coming in all there's that word again all your middle name is all your family heritage is all you can stand in faith believing praying for your family that you will be the defender of all who they are. So my question today, are you controlled by the flesh or by the spirit? If you're controlled by the spirit, then you can love God and you can love your neighbor as yourself. See how simple that is? See, if I've got trouble with people, I've got trouble with God. But the point of the matter is, and we're going to get to some verses uh, that Paul said that, uh, you know what? Thank you, God, for, for this trouble I'm going through because it is showing me how to find strength. So I'm asking you today, right now, before I get into my sermon, did you come today with a prepared heart to receive more or are you looking for reasons to stay the way you are? 
Are you looking to keep your mental and physical standards the way they are, or did you come to get totally healed in Christ Jesus? Amen. See, that is what is available. Okay, so therefore, whether you do it out loud, and I do this out loud, give thanks with a grateful heart. From where you're sitting, standing, or thinking, give God thanks with a grateful heart. Amen. God's word our faith in him cannot, can never be stopped. And God and nothing can stop us from ac accomplishing his will. Nothing can stop you except you. Your faith in the word of God is the yoke destroying, burden lifting change in your life. Because as you push into him, carrying your cross. I want you to think about that. As you push into him, he says, take up your cross and do what every day? Follow me. Now think about this just a minute. As you pick up your cross and follow him, that's how the hard soil of your life, your community gets broken up. That's how the rocks get rolled out of the ground. And that is how the thin areas get more soil. Amen? Amen. Now, there are four types of hearts who are listening to me today. You know the story of the soil. You know what? But there's only one type of soil that has the ability to receive the good things of this life yeah. and the life to come. There's only one type of heart that can be effective and successful in this world, even though there's failure and disaster all around. The Bible never says we will be exempt from the issues of life. But the Bible says that we can be what? More. We can do it all. When God's calling down, hey, this is what I want done for my people. He's looking for somebody with a set of ears to hear. He's looking for somebody with a heart to put his word in. Now, the real bottom line is this. The test, the answer to your test that you're going to go through this week, that you're going to go through today, is how much work have you put into your life? And, and this is the answer. See, they're, they're in Luke 6, 48 to 49. Luke 6. Now, they're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid a foundation on the rock. When the flood came and the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was built well. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the storm struck his house, it collapsed and his destruction was complete. The bottom line is you have to do the work. You have to push in. Push in is a form of work. So no other words, you have to get up, study. I'm going to encourage you to memorize, even at our age, believe it or not, at 65, I seem to have the ability to retain. And you do too. See the foundation, your test what you're going through, if your emotional breakdowns occur constantly, it's because you have no foundation. That's right. 
to stand on. You do not understand the power of the word. Okay, so what is good soil and what is foundation building? Small thinkers do not like to be around people with good soil. Small thinkers. I'm gonna ask you to, to evaluate your mind. Okay, what type of people do you like to be around? It is so rare to find somebody in the business community that can have a godly chat, that sincerely can do a, a prayer other than just some basic prayer, but they don't understand the physical presence of God and be able to express it. God thinkers are those who have received the word. And if you would allow me to interject the word and call it the seed. Okay. God thinkers are those who have received the seed. And they know that they can knock, seek, and find Jesus and get his will anytime. That's what a God seeker is. What do I do? How do I do it? He knows that Jesus will never forsake him, yeah. will never leave him. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yes, it is. Yeah, see, now that's a God thinker, and that's a soil, good soil person. Now, the Apostle Paul makes very clear to us in Ephesians 3.17 by saying that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Now, that's your test, or that's one of your tests. What do you believe? Now, what that verse goes on to say is that he'll dwell in your heart by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. Now, that word dwell means that he will occupy as his permanent residence and he will never leave you. That's right. Okay, so in other words, it's you and him walking down the road. It's you and him sitting in those chairs. It's you and him in every aspect of your life. And do you believe, honestly believe, and I'm not talking about just giving verbal uh, assent, do you honestly believe that he can give you words to say, thoughts to think, yes. peace during your time of need? Do you honestly believe that? Amen. Now, if you are seeking God's will in a particular area of your life, but you don't seem to be getting an answer. Anybody ever experienced that? Like everybody. Okay, here's a thought. Okay, one thing can hinder the answer is being out of his will in another area of your life. Yeah, that's true. See, you can be saying, God, I'm up early, I'm working, I'm doing everything I know how to do, but man, it just ain't working. The question is, is all the area of your life under his submission. See, you've got to be able to go back and say, okay, Lord, show me the way. Amen. Where am I missing it? Remember I started off by saying, if you walk in the light as he is in the light, talk about light. Hey, Lord, where am I confused? Where am I missing it? If you can clearly hear his corrections, you'll be able to clearly hear his answers and directions. Amen. See, the, but the secret word is clearly. If you can clearly. So in other words, the relationship you have with him in just general life indicates whether you hear him. 
See, the curtains, the curtain is ripped. We have free access. There is nothing stopping you from being able to go and spend as much time with the Father in your reality as you want. Amen. See, that's what the word clearly means. Work on that. An example of a God thinker is a person described in 23rd Psalm. I, I mentioned this to Brother Given on, uh, on Friday, and then I read his blog this morning in his print, and my prayer is none of you fall out of your chair. Uh, if, if you read that, however, we will pray for you. 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. How much do you lack? I still not want. Nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Did you catch some of those words I emphasized? Yeah. Let me ask you this. that The person described in the 23rd Psalm, did he have it all figured out before he entered that issue? Mm -hmm. he, didn't have a, he didn't have a lick figured out. But good soil person did not allow. Now look at verse 4. Even though I walked through the valley, he did not allow the even those of life, yeah. the even though issues of life, to deter him. Okay, now even though he walked, now uh, verses uh, 5 and 6, look at all the blessings that come even though. Even though, look at all the blessings that come when you're in the even though situation. How many people quit when they hit the even those and they can't get anything in life except pain and drudgery and suffering and failure? How many? Are there any even those in here? Then repent. If there's anybody on live stream that needs to hear this today, that if you have been stumbling along and don't know how to get into the light, then start off with, Lord, I've been wrong. I don't know how to get to you, but you know how to get to me. Let me to become less so you can become more. Now, a God thinker is a man or a woman with the mind of Christ that can put into practice. Now, get these three things. Practice, direction, purpose, and peace. Amen. God does not give us a job and a way to create confusion. God gives us a purpose and a direction to have order. His order. Now, Isaiah 55, which was my verse for today, mm -hmm. um, talked about, so that my word that goes out of my mouth, it will not return to me void, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So in other words, the only thing in life that will multiply itself is the word of God. 
So in other words, if you study and read, guess what? You are getting multiplied. See, see, God didn't give us the scriptures just so we can have a spiritual relationship with him. He gave us the word of God so that we can have an increased relationship That's with right. him. That's right. Amen. Okay. Now, a good soil person knows the difference between self-reflection and self-protection. See, when you look at any and all issues that are going on in your life, you're evaluating those things with those two definitions. Are you justifying or are you reflecting to be changed? Are you that way because dad was that way? My family's that way. Life made me that way. I didn't have opportunities that way. Or are you looking at, at what is God taking you through and reflecting yeah. on how to get more into his presence by dealing with what you have to deal with? Now, I, I told you earlier that I would, I would get to a verse that talked about um, how to deal with this reflectivity and protectivity protective thinking. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, if you want to turn there. Okay, now I've heard a lot of teaching on this, and amen. But when I started thinking about it in this capacity, I started understanding this is a verse, not an excuse. Or excuse me, this is a verse of growth, not an excuse why Paul's life didn't change. Paul grew. Okay, now, 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. See, you can reflect or protect. You can protect your weaknesses or you can reflect on how the grace of God That's right. Tell us. is more than enough Amen. to stand down, grab on, lift up, hold you up, build your strength. Amen. Now the question is, I'm not going to say raise your hand or whatever, but you in your own heart right now, isn't it time to get rid of every and all excuses of life? Isn't it time to say, okay, God, I honestly want to learn how to love you and love my neighbors myself. Because isn't that what Paul did in his ministry? He went through his entire ministry. Tell, tell me one thing Paul did selfishly. No, nothing. nothing. Tell me one thing Paul did to prevent where God sent him. Never did. Never did. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen. 
Now, I, I'm gonna give you six words here. And I, uh, I, I do a small group on Sunday night and I ask each one of our small group members to have a life book. Every week, write something about your life. Write what the Lord is doing. Write what your thoughts are, so forth. Now, these are the six thoughts I would like for you to put in your book. Is that your goal every day is to live being conformed into the image of Christ. To live a reflective life. In other words, you want to live a life that reflects Christ. Okay, you are in his image when you walk and believe the exact same things that the 23rd Psalm walker believed. Did the 23rd Psalm guy go hungry? Nope. Did the Lord, even though he was in the valley of the shadow of death, how much worse can it be? God said, there's a green pasture for you, son. Relax. Now, these are the six things I want you to consider and write down. Number one, peace. 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 Tell me about the peace mm -hmm. in your life. There'll be, there'll be pages where there's not. Yeah. But yeah. seek peace every day. Seek the peace of God. Number two, seek his direction. Okay. Now we go back to clearly hearing his voice. See, that 23rd Psalm guy wouldn't know where the table was. That was set before him in the presence of his enemies. He couldn't hear. Have peace in every set. A goal this week to have peace in every situation of your life. Yes, amen. Every situation. Even when you come up against those obnoxious people who you know really can't help themselves, find peace. Number four, all your needs are provided for. If there's an area of your life where your needs are not being provided for, then that's a conversation between you and the Lord. Hey, Lord, where am I missing it? He set a table for me somewhere. He didn't leave me. Number five, Walk in his light. Walk in his light. So in other words, your opinion is not his light. That's right. But when your will matches his will, you're in the light. then you're in the light. And the last thing is remove from your mind any doubt that the direction that the Lord is taking you is good. And we'll wind up in his presence. Where the Lord is taking and pulling you, he is creating in you a heavenly calling because of Christ Jesus. So, walking right with God leads you to become the finished work he has for you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, I was going to take at this point, you know, turn just a little bit and talk about the, the book that God has written about your life. He's already established it. I was going to go there, but, and I may do that next time. But when you're walking with God and you're becoming that finished work, then that is when you can have confidence in life. When you're walking as his finished work work now i as we get older we get more finished okay i'll i'll grant you that 
But what I'm trying to say is, you're finished for where you're supposed to, are you finished for where you're supposed to be in life today? Amen. Or is there some areas that you're delinquent in, handicapped, immature, to be, be committed? Now, Hebrews 11.6, without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. He's a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. Okay. If you want to become that finished work, you can only go to the one that you trust the most, that you believe. Here is my heart. Amen. How many of us can freely give our heart Amen. to someone else in this world? No, no. How many of us have been stomped, stabbed, broken in our hearts? But you see what this here is saying? This one here is saying is that you have to believe that he is going to do good because he loves you. That's what Hebrews 11.6 says, that he must believe that he exists and he reward for those who earnestly seek him. Doesn't scripture say that a laborer's worth is higher? And didn't Moses come out in Deuteronomy 25 that says, now we're going to do things different. You're not going to muzzle the ox. He's going to do the work, and he's going to eat good while he's doing it. So when you figure out, hey, it is the goodness of God that brings me to not just being sick of the world, but just being sick of me. Right down there as God says, okay, now take a step, and there's a reward. There's a paycheck every day. God will see to it that you're paid in full when your faith matches his will. <coughs> and then you can start understanding what seed time and harvest is all about. So in other words, if, if you're walking in the light, something's growing in the light. Anybody here would like to live with a hundredfold return life? Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's how you do it. Now, God never answers head reasoning questions. <laughs> See, if, if it's if it's if it's the logic of this world, or if it's one of these questions of why God, why me, why is this? God never answers those. But when you are committed in your heart, then he will open up the storehouses of heaven and lead you in his wisdom and righteousness. Amen. See, the issues of our flesh are of no value because they change. That's right. But what is of value is what you have committed in your heart to do. See, now... There's another whole sermon in this one right here about, didn't Jesus say, you know, you can commit murder in your heart? You can commit adultery in your heart? Without even going through the act. See, out of the heart are the issues of life. Okay. So God never answers reasoning questions, but when you commit in your heart, he will open the storehouses of heaven and lead you in his wisdom and righteousness. Now, know, get those two words together. 
being smart without being right with God is stupid. Talk to Solomon about that. Okay, he was really smart in the things of this world, but he was not right with God. Okay, now, so therefore, there is righteousness. Okay, now let's, let's, let's delve into this just a touch more here now. Let's look at Matthew 27, 31. Matthew 27. This is another one of Jesus' healing stories. One of his times. Now, Jesus, verse, uh, starting in 27, as Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, O son of David. And when he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them. Now, notice, these guys are outside hollering. Hey, son of David. Hey, I've heard you do a bunch of stuff. You heal a bunch of people. Did that get God's attention? No. Look, Jesus went indoors. They had to follow him. Okay? Now, when he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and asked, excuse me, and he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Amen. Who determined the outcome of their healing? Yeah, they had their faith. They did. See, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. See, if you, all those who come to me who are heavy laden, I will give you rest. See, be it according to your faith. See, now, now we're getting that right down to the, to, to the, to the foundation building in your life. Be it according to your faith. How much, how much faith building do you do every day, every week of your life? Okay? Now, here's a word picture of a stirred heart being stirred by the Lord. So when somebody says, yep, I believe. Now, in 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19, Okay, Paul's talking. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Okay, now, I'm going to caveat this by saying, rich people are not bad people. Look at the next verse. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. So in other words, you have to have something to give it away. You can't give something you don't got. Okay, so the issue is not whether you are successful. The issue is not what size house you live in. The issue is not what car you drive. Okay, those are not the issues. The issue is what do you do with it? Okay, now... In this way, now this is the foundation, this is the test, in this way, verse 19, 
In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life that is truly life. You see, see the, the issue, bottom line issue of the stirring of your heart. What do you want them to do with the rest of your life? Is there anything in your life that's really worth keeping in this world? Nothing. Nothing. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Okay? My understanding is my biggest enemy. Okay, what I think, some of the things that we have been taught are wrong. Some of the things that we have, we have always thought were true are wrong. So we've got to go back and say, okay, Lord, where am I missing it? I'm looking at somebody's life. Man, he seems to have it together. He don't believe what I believe. I need to understand a little bit about what he knows. Okay? Would you go get financial advice from somebody that's been bankrupt three times? No. But would you talk about prayer with somebody who prays for people and they get healed? Yeah. What is it now? Remember, remember the point I, I raised earlier about if you can clearly hear him, if you can clearly receive your correction, then you, then you can clearly receive his direction. We need to be finding out people, we, excuse me, let me start over. We need to be people who are clear in every area of our life, and then those place, this place will not be big enough. Because when people know that they can come and get healed, their lives changed, be encouraged, then that light path will come right to here. Here are some thoughts. Um, Luke 6, 38. Given it will be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Okay? Now, God's plan is what? Man, take this world, multiply it, and keep giving it out. And he's looking for somebody whose lap is big enough that he can take the storehouses of heaven and put it, is your lap big enough or do you need to grow? If you're not a giving person, your lap will shrink. If you're not a sowing person, there, you will not have a harvest. Okay? So I say to you, is your name you? Yep. So I say to you, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Now who's going to be left out? Anybody that doesn't think their name is you. If you think your name is something special or you've got a, uh, a special purpose in life that's, that's not like everybody else's, if you're one of these people that can't take correction, if you think you're a lone wolf, you think you're special. You ain't a you. Okay, now in conclusion, Hebrews 6, 1. 
This is a little bit of the admonition. Yeah. Hebrews 6 1. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundations of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Okay? We have got to decide today. It's moving on time. Yeah. You know, I have cattle. I have cattle for a purpose. Two times a year, it's moving on time. I take them babies away from them mamas. I take them to the sale barn. It's moving on time. They've matured. I fed them. I took care of them. Now they got to go on to their purpose. That's what God is saying to us today. There are some issues in your life when maybe it's time to stop it, get rid of it, and move on. If it's not productive. Amen. Now look at the two categories. What are the things that you constantly are having to repent over? There's something about the sin that so easily besets you. Yeah. It's got to come to an end. Amen. It's not a lifestyle. But it's something <clears throat> that you got to say, done in the name of the Lord. Find the scripture verse in scripture. That's your foundation. And when that temptation comes, that storm comes and hits you, laugh at it. Because it's moving right on and it ain't going to get nothing or nobody. Okay. The more routine you make your life in Christ, the higher the return will be in your life. The more routine... You put God in your life, the higher the return will be in your life. Now, let me ask you this. Everybody's got a simple mind here. If we had $1,000, and I said, put your $1,000 in my bank, and I'll pay you 1%. Another guy stands up and says, if you put your $1,000 in my bank, I'll pay you 5%. Now, do you pick bank one or bank two? Bank two. Bank two yeah. You pick what's going to get you the biggest return on your life. Amen. See, it's that reflectivity of staying where you're at. Or are you going to dig down deep and put a foundation in you because you know the storm's coming? That's right. See, God's saying 5%, that's nothing. You know what a hundredfold return is on a thousand dollars? How much? Thousand dollars. Now that's the kind of investments we want to be in. Okay. When you come prepared to seek Him and have His dwelling place made the best it can be. See, when you come to seek Him and have His your heart where He dwells. The best it can possibly be. Now catch this. He will repair, restore what the enemy has stolen, and redirect your life to places which are more than you can hope, think, or imagine. Mm -hmm. See, that's, all, that's, what, that's what it takes. It takes. If you come prepared to be redirected, if you come prepared to be restored, Man, that's huge. But you got to bring your heart to do that. 
Make a commitment to change your life strategy. This is my last point. Make a, make a commitment to change your life strategy from Lord, here's my problems, to Lord, take me to righteousness in you. See, make a commitment to change your life strategies from problem solving and needs to growing in righteousness and love. Amen. See, you see the difference in your prayer or look at your prayer life and, and analyze it, reflect on it. Are you the type of person that's always praying from the bottom of bottom or praying from the top? See, that's the self-reflectiveness, if I can say that correctly, I'm talking about. See, but you can't do it until you move on. See, there's got to be a standard by saying, you know what, I'm tired. Now, don't go home. Uh, Joellen, I know she's listening to this. She's driving with the grandkids, coming home from uh, uh, the Ark in uh, Tennessee, I think. So, Joellen, I'm going to say this, and you can laugh. I say, now, don't go, go, go look at my garage. But there are probably some things in your life, like my garage, that need to get emptied out, cleaned up. So you can park the car inside in the wintertime. Okay, so now you're laughing. Must, there must be a story over here. <laughs> See the joy of the Lord. Isn't he good? Isn't he good? All right. As I started off with by saying the prayer Sister June gave was apropos about encouragement, lifting us up. See, the, the Lord's love is so wonderful and corrective and beneficial and healing that there is nothing left to chance. Amen. We can come to him and say, do over. And guess what he brings? Remember the prodigal son? He comes to us while we're coming to him. And remember what the prodigal son got out of the deal? New clothes, new shoes, new authority. That's what's available to you today. Do over. Do you need to start by where you're sitting and say, Lord, I repent. I've been wrong in my thinking and my actions. I've treated people wrong. I've been dishonest. I lied. I cheated. You've got to go down to those places and go beyond them into the mercy and grace of God. And as always, I thank you, brothers and sisters, for allowing me the privilege to present the goodness of God in the land of the living. Yes, sir. There's a... Something you said, I'm hoping that uh, you can explain it in a way that I can receive it better. Mm -hmm. You said that the more routine you make your life in Christ, I look at, if I live my life by a routine, it's just I'm following a set of things and it's not real. I don't think that's what you mean. I, I, uh, if I make something just a routine, I do it just because that's what I do. I, uh, is there a way you could say that that would explain it better for me? No. No, because I tell you, there's only there's only a few things in life that really matter, and that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, for right. example. The more routine you make those in your life, 
the more you pursue into that, I am going to be peaceful. Yeah. I am going to be gentle. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is the more you make, see, the, the way I wrote it, and I gave David a copy of my sermon, and, uh, and exactly what I wrote is the more routine you make your life in Christ, in Christ. So in other words, it's all about him. The more I practice heavenly things in earthly realms, the better my life gets. Amen. Amen. Cool. All right, I'll turn it over to David. And if you guys will allow me, I'm going to step out and get a drink of water.